0: Hey guys, it is Tifa and you are in for another episode of That Girl. Um, originally, I had a podcast all planned out, all recorded with me discussing a incident that I had with a white friend, um, discussing how I felt about the protest um against the stay at home order in Michigan and how a lot of the protesters were calling it tyrannies and I do believe that I want to touch on that subject still but we are now in a time um this is what May 29th um last night African Americans and whites and people all alike rioted. Um, for the death of George Lloyd, he died while being arrested by a police officer because he could not breathe. They had their knee on his back um, and it stayed there for a very long time I haven't watched the video so I don't want to give too much information about it I honestly can't watch the video Um, it's just too sad I I don't, I don't want to watch, I don't want to watch a man die. Um, I definitely don't want to watch another white police officer kill another black person. I'm very, and I sound very calm because I'm trying to stay calm about the situation for myself. But I am very infuriated by it. And I just. I don't want to deal with it. But I I am black. I kind of have to. Um, so before we get into that. I do want to touch on the argument that me and two of my friends had. Um, they felt as if I were calling them out for saying that the protesters that were calling the stay at home order tyranny the protesters that were in with their armed rifles at the capitol building at the governor's mansion and inside the capitol building calling it a tyranny lynching a doll of her making dolls of Nazis saying that this was equate this equates to the Rosa Parks movement that this equates to so many other things that they have been on the other side of show their white privilege and for my friends they felt as if that was mean and it was hurtful and I really didn't get it Because you have white privilege. Now, I'm not saying that you are racist. I'm not saying that you activate wonder white power. No, I'm saying that there is an innate privilege that is given to you because of the color of your skin. While there is an innate disprivilege that is given to me because of the color of my skin. And there is an innate disprivilege that is given to anybody who has any color of their skin that is not considered white. That's a fact. That's not me trying to belittle you. That's not me trying to hurt you. That's me trying to tell you what a fact of life is. Um, It caused a really big fight Where A lot of things were said On one person's end That were really scary um, Obviously very defensive And frustrating Because they're my friend And I'm black Obviously And I think just now I'm able to see why it really hurt me is because I believe black lives matter. I believe all lives matter. And I believe all lives matter in the sense that I don't think that police brutality just happens to black people. I think and believe that it happens to people of all colors. I think police, I know police brutality happens to Mexicans. Sometimes to Asians. I do know that where we are now, it definitely happens to black lives way more. I think that part of the issue is police brutality. But I think part of the issue is people not realizing that they do have this privilege Um, and the fact that my friends misunderstood what i was saying and took it as an attack onto them was really frustrating because it wasn't something new it was something that the governor had said she had called the protesters racist um it wasn't something that i said to them or against them it was me speaking my opinion, and they took it so personal and they got one person got extremely upset about it and used another post to call me a fucking asshole because she thought I was generalizing about them and it's just it 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 rained into this defensive what about us movement that she was having um And I wanted to have compassion towards her. And now I think I have a little bit more. But I also think that I'm a little bit more scared that my friends, my white friends, don't really know what it's like. And not all of them. I definitely think that there are some of them. That truly understand. Or tr- to their best. Understand what it's like. But I think that some of them. Have the ability. To ignore. This part of what is going on in America. Because. They aren't experiencing it. And for me it's scary. To think about what would happen if it were me. I believe that my friend should always have my back. So if something happened to me, if, if it was me and you and a police officer was being racist to me, would you realize that you have your white privilege and help me out? Or would you stand back? Are you going to be a friend to me, or not? Are are their implicit ideas, or not? So that that's that's really scary sometimes. Um, and I'm not saying that, and I'm not going to mention their names, and I'm not saying that they are or they aren't, and I'm not saying that they didn't have valid points. I, th- I think that how they felt is understandable for people who haven't really had those conversations about white privilege. To the people who felt like white privilege is an attack. It's like calling you a Karen. But it's not. Me... Specifically for me, when I say that you have white privilege, that means that you were born in a position that you don't have to worry about certain things like being judged by the color of your skin. I'm not saying that you haven't struggled. I'm not saying that you haven't experienced painful things in your life. That's not what I'm saying. And I understand that the wording can sound so wrong sometimes and can be so hard to understand. Because you hear the word privilege and you think of what you don't have, what is not your privilege, what struggles you have been through, Maybe you are lower class. Maybe you are middle class. Maybe you've been struggling and you look at people who have money and you're like, that's privilege. What I have isn't that. But that's not what the term is really saying. What it's really saying is that you have the privilege of being being a color that is not judged based on it you have the ability to not have to worry about what happens to you if you get stopped by a police officer I had a, I have another friend and she was telling me about all this smart talking she was doing to a police officer and all this shit talking she was doing to them. She was wilding out, and I mean, she has, she has that personality where she wilds out and she says whatever in her mind, and it's beautiful. And I thought about how I wish that I could do that. I wish that I could not have a fear of police officer. But in reality, every time a police officer stops me, my heart stops. I get anxiety. I get sweaty. I get nervous. I try to calm down. One time I got stopped by the police and I had the kids in the car and I had to calm them down. Because they get they got freaked out about it. And it was a routine stop. I didn't even get a ticket. Nothing. But they were freaked out about it. And that's scary when... Kids are afraid because they know what happens. So, yeah, white people, you have the ability to do that. You have the ability to get a job, go to school, all kinds of other things without having to wonder or worry about how the color of your skin will affect it. If you don't get a job you don't ever have to say, oh, well, maybe I didn't get a job because they don't want to hire a white person. That's, that's not going to be a thing. You have that ability. You have that privilege. I'm not saying that your life is privileged. I'm saying that you have certain privileges that other minorities don't have. Strangely, in America, it has been proven that that Native Americans were here first. And then Europeans came and took over. Europeans were the migrants. They were the immigrants. But because they decided to colonize America they then get to decide who is immigrants and how all immigrants should leave, which is strange. Because you originally were one. And instead of fighting with you, even though they were fighting, Native Americans broke bread with you. You came to conquer. They were just living. But it was okay. What you did was okay. (laughs) I made a post on Facebook about it. And also read and listened to posts on Facebook. And it asked you if you are friends with a black person truly friends they are your best friends are you ever terrified for their life do you ever worry about them in all of these moments in in this quarantine time where tension has risen and we're seeing more of these things happen in a very short period of time. It's strange that protesters of the stay at home are echoed as American, but protesters of a murder of a black man is echoed as un-American. It's strange that the right to quote-unquote live is means two different things to two different people. There's a privilege in that. When the white people, when... Some white protesters said that they want to live, that this isn't living. They mean that they don't get to go out and do the things that they want to do. They can't get haircuts. They can't go to certain stores. They can't buy plants at a certain point. They can't go on their boats. They can't go visit their other homes. They can't live their lives. When a black person talks about wanting to live or fighting for the right to live, they mean fighting for the right to stay breathing, to stay existing, to stay in this plane on this earth. There's a privilege in that. You aren't privileged, but there is a privilege in the fact that your version of what it is to live and our version of what it is to live are different things. You're not worried about some person taking your life because of the color of your skin. Your biggest worry is getting your hair cut. In this living scenario, it needs to be that clear because there are a lot of other worries that other people have that does not relate to color. In this scenario where the protesters, because now we have two sides of protesters, one side of protesters, their biggest worry was getting back to work, getting a haircut, getting to do the things that they felt were living their life. Our biggest worry was Are we going to get stopped by the police tomorrow? And are we going to die? Will we live through this? So, when I talk about your white privilege. Understand that I'm not saying that your life hasn't been a struggle or you aren't struggling. We all have struggles, regardless of our color. We all have struggles. Some of us have been born blessed into a life where finance isn't an issue. Some of us haven't. Some of us have to fight for everything that we had. Some of us haven't. But... If we were all put on a level playing field, if we all were given the same amount of money and we all live comfortably, would we still be the same in America? And the answer would be no. You would still have a one up. Now, we are entering really scary times because we're stuck at home. We don't have anything to do. Tempers are flaring. Tension is flaring. We are trying to figure out what is going on. What is life? What is the new normal? We've been home. We've been stressed out. We've been... Afraid, and it's now starting to show. Now, I want to go on the record saying that I don't condone the rioting that is happening. I don't. But I'm going to read a poem by Langston Hughes, which I feel like if you have studied it, you will understand. This is Harlem by Langston Hughes. What happens to a dream deferred? Does it dry up like a raisin in the sun or fester like a sore and then run? Does it stink like rotten meat or crust and sugar over like a syrupy sweet? Maybe it just sags like a heavy load. Or does it explode? And without going into a complete analysis of that, I want you to understand that the dream deferred is being able to live our lives equally and that's a really we're going to touch on that for a second because that's a really hard thing for people to understand a lot of people think that if you are treated equally you are treated the same and that is completely different One plus four equals five, but also two plus three equals five. Those one plus four, two plus three, they equal each other. They are equal, but they are not the same. And a lot of people get that confused when women ask for equal rights, when blacks ask for equal rights, when American Asians ask for equal rights, when Mexicans ask for equal rights. A lot of people get confused when they say they want to be treated equal. That doesn't mean treat me the same as you. I'm not the same as you. That means Treat me as you would treat you. Give me the same rights that everyone has across the board. I'm a woman. I'm not a man. And I will never try to be a man. But don't tell me that I can't do something because I'm a woman. Give me that same ability to do the same things you can. Because I can I could be a CEO, I could be a business owner, I could be a CFO. I could get paid the same amount of money. Give me those opportunities. For people who say that they don't see color, I get what they're saying. But the truth is is that we all see color. And to take away my color Takes away a part of who I am. My color isn't who I am. I always say that I'm a human first and I'm a black girl second. But I am still a black girl. Black woman if it offends you. Um but I can still see that, I still acknowledge it. I don't want you to take away my difference, my culture. My ethnicity. I just want you to know that that isn't my defining character. That isn't a way, that isn't a right to treat me differently. Don't base your opinion of me on my color. Color exists. So that we all could be a rainbow of different people with differences and uniqueness about us. But don't judge me on it. Back to the dream deferred. We are asking for equality. But what happens when that dream continuously be def- is deferred when when this is written Langston Hughes was trying to make a comment I feel about the time period he was in um it was after the war um, that African Americans fought in and they believe that we if we go fight in this war the white men have to give us our rights they have to treat us equal we're fighting with them and when they came back they were not treated equal and they continued to wait some patiently some not patiently I believe that aspects of this poem discusses what happens to certain people when that dream is taken away is deferred they keep trying to get to it does it dry up do you give up or does it just bug you does it stink like rotten meat or do you just crystallize it in your mind And turn it into sugar and sweet. Or does it just weigh on you. Day after day. But the last part is really important. The last part says or does it explode. And I wrote a whole thing about this in my English class when we went over this. It's a prediction. It's a warning label. And it's still a warning label. If you continue to defer the equality of all people. Eventually it will explode. And that is what's happening now. That is what's happening in all those riots that you see. That obviously no it's not productive no it may not make sense but black people get so tired of trying they tried the peaceful protests first you tear gas them you didn't tear gas the people who were on capitol hill with guns but you tear gas them They're tired, they're frustrated, they're angry. If they were treated the same way that the tired and the frustrated and the angry were for the stay-at-home order, maybe we wouldn't be here today. But there's still an inequality in how we're treated. And when you compare those two protests that are still happening back-to-back to each other, It's no wonder why the riots happened. It's no wonder why they exploded. I don't condone it. But it's no wonder and I want to end this with a statement there are people there are white people out there who recognize their white privilege and who are actively using it to try and help break down this barrier and try and help protect african americans and calling out the racism and injustice that is going on by their fellow people there are people who are aware and who are fighting I've shared two posts of videos, or one was a video of a white woman crying because she was terrified for her black friends and asking all of her white friends to stand up. Another one was a man acknowledging that he is a white man and he does not have to worry about these things and how it breaks his heart that black people do. And this morning I shared a photo of a barrier line that was created by white people that separated the black protesters from the police to protect them. There are things that are being done. White people aren't the problem. White privilege isn't even the problem. Power and privilege isn't a problem how you use it is now I'm not saying that later on that it's not a small problem I'm saying it's not the big problem not all white people are bad not all white people are against us the racists that's the problem the police brutality that's the problem I'm not making this a white versus black thing understand that I'm making it a equality versus racism thing. Safety versus police brutality thing. I'm not calling out all white people. And I feel upset that I have to say that, but I'm going to say it. I am not calling out all white people. I am saying that I understand that there is a good portion of you that are standing by us, that are supporting us, that are trying to defend us. But there are still a good portion that aren't. Um, I want to leave on this note. And it may not reach you. And maybe it will. And maybe you'll understand. Studies have shown that to truly stop a bully. It won't be nine times out of ten. It won't be the person that's being bullied. The person that's being bullied tries to stop the bully, it'll continue. It won't be the bully themselves, it'll be the people standing on the sidelines watching. That will be what makes that behavior in the bully change. I will leave you all with that. Thank you for listening to That Girl Podcast.